Hello, everybody. Ella J here on behalf of WrestleZone. And today I'm joined by NWA's Ruthie J. How are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? I'm great to be speaking with another person with the same last name as me. So like <laughs> I'm I'm already vibing with it. You know, you are just always radiating, which I think fits really well with your Instagram handle, which is Ruthie underscore all underscore smiles. Would you consider yourself a generally positive person or what is the meaning behind all smiles on your IG handle? Well, the meaning is like I I'm always told you have a pretty smile. Like even as a kid, I was always told you have a pretty smile but the thing is like i hate when people tell me to smile so i exactly I so you mm -hmm, uh, especially mm -hmm. as a woman it's like oh why aren't you smiling boyfriend problems Ugh, you get that all the time <laughs> so because of that i just made my instagram handle ruthie all smiles to be like yeah i'm always smiling when i want to you know, I like that. You know, it's taking control of that. Like I said, I relate to that all the time, you know, at at jobs, even out in public. It's just one of those things like, no, I'll smile right. when I want to. But I, I think that's great. You know, you seem to have a very positive energy. You know, obviously life has a lot of ups and downs. So during some of those like downtimes, how do you keep yourself uplifted and, and motivated through it all? God uh honestly that's literally the only way you can be positive and uplifting all the time because you know anything can happen at any moment you can only control how you react to it so the only thing that is always consistent that's always theirs is god yeah you know it makes sense and and you seem to have a lot of you know positive energy coming your way you have an exciting opportunity coming up as you challenge kenzie page for the nwa women's championship at nwa Sawan pay-per-view what is i know like at the time of recording this is still over a month away you know it's towards halloween what would that opportunity mean for you to become the new nwa women's champion it would mean the world. It would honestly mean the world to me to become the NWA World Women's Champion. Um, I feel like, you know, in my career, I've, I've done so little, but yet so much in such a short period of time. And I feel like every time I step into the ring, I impress someone. Someone will come back and watch my show. Somebody will come back and purchase my merchandise. I feel like I have it, everything it takes to be a women's champion. You know, I like that confidence and I feel like that's something that's not easily acquired and and maybe you've just always had it, but I know for a lot of people it takes a little bit of time to kind of develop that confidence. Would you say that you fall into that you've always had this confidence or is it taken some time to kind of get under wraps? I would say I've always had it. I just had to I just had to get it. Um it was like wrapped under a Christmas present like and I just had to find it because as a kid, I wasn't very confident, but I was confident in myself and how I look. So it growing up, doing things that were entertainment wise, because I was a dancer for seven yes. years, I was always out there entertaining people. So for you to go out there in a sparkly outfit dancing, you have to have confidence. So for me, I always wanted to be the best at everything that I do, even like I said, as a dancer, I was dance captain because I wanted to be the first person you see dancing. So with that, that comes confidence. You have to believe that you're the best person. And that was instilled in me very young. 
I feel like not a lot of people can are able to say that because I feel like, you know, everybody's life uh, formulas are different and all of that. But I find that really awesome that you've kind of had this self-confidence kind of just always with you because I feel like that's a lot of things that people kind of struggle with. But you've always had it, you know, even at a young age and you can see it now through your work in wrestling. I was going to ask about your work in, in dancing. You know, I've seen some videos. You, I think you shared a, a little uh, former video on your IG story. Um, yes. We won't bring it up because you said younger you would be embarrassed so we we, we, won't, we won't dwell on it but can you tell us more about your experience dancing and what types of I did dance for five years obviously not not seven years but what type of dances did you do um more like um majorette um hip-hop dance the style that you see um with the band when they come out more for like a traditional or HBCU vet or HBCU college those kind of dance moves where you do all of the the turns, the big jumps, the kip-ups. And it helped me a lot with my wrestling because you have to do a lot of stunts, especially on the field when you're doing a field show. Mm -hmm. Because when you're on the field, on a football field, everything has to be big. So the audience can see your movement all the way from all the way back in the bleachers. So that kind of helped me with wrestling too, because with wrestling, everything has to be big. It has to be exaggerated so everybody can see what you're doing. Yeah, and you know, especially doing a lot of stunts in the air. Were you were you one that was a flyer, or what kind of stunts did you do specifically? Um, for dancing, like with the majorette, we don't do flyers only because like we try to stay with like the cheerleaders. But Fair. we did do stunts like the death drop, which is what I did in that video. Uh, a V pop, the splits. Um, we did a lot of different stunts. Uh, the V pop and the death drop. That's probably one of the hardest stunts you can do because you can really like hurt yourself because you're doing it on solid ground mm -hmm. yeah you know and and like you said it's definitely helped kind of keep you in shape and kind of mold your um resilience say I would say and maybe cardio even what yes. would you say are the major differences conditioning wise for dancing versus wrestling I don't think there is a difference because a routine could be two minutes long and you're out of breath in the first minute, depending on how much movement you yeah. do. Same with the match, if you pace yourself, people like to blow everything, get all their stuff in, in the first minute of the match, they get blown up. It's the same thing with dancing. You got to pace yourself and make everything mean something. Like you're dancing to the lyrics of a song or you're dancing to the beat of a song. It's kind of like a match, you know? You're doing a match. Is it going to be a physical match, a technical match, a lucha match, you know? Talking about music, just just in in general, you know, what kind of music do you listen to, um, or what kinds of artists or songs really get you dancing, just in a general sense? Honestly, I I like a little bit of everything, but country. I just cannot. Okay. Get... The only country music star that I kind of would listen to was was like Carrie Underwood or like Lady Annabellum, but like that was it. Like. But then other than that, I, I was not a fan of country music. But um, music that gets me dancing is like, um, well, for one, reggaeton. I like reggaeton. Like that, that it's making a, a big pop in Miami. In Miami, that's all you hear with all the yeah. Um, So that, you're always hearing that in Miami. And you like to hear Afro beats too, because it gets your body, you know, whining and moving. And I'm an island girl, so I like to whine and dance. <laughs> I also like hip hop, but you know, hip hop now ain't the same. So old school hip hop. Okay. <laughs> who who are some artists then would you classify under old school hip hop that you enjoy? Uh, let me see. M is up there. Eminem, Goaded. Um, let me see. I don't think Future. Future is still now, but I still love Future. Future is great. Nicki Minaj, Goaded. That's a great one. I would say Jay-Z and Kanye. Those are two legends right there. And then the last one I would say is Biggie. 
Um, I was I was always more of a Biggie fan, more of a Tupac fan. I don't know. I think he had more lyricism than the Tupac, but that's just me. Yeah, you know, everybody's entitled to their own, you know, music taste. You know, I myself am a country person, but I I will respect, you know, Carrie and Lady. <laughs> I insult you. Oh my god, I'm sorry. No, 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 no. You're good, Carrie. Carrie is like the goat to me, so I will take that. I will take that. You know, so but I think it's funny, um, talking about like mixing wrestling and dancing because it, you've described it before that wrestling is like violent dancing, which I just freaking love that. So, what would you say that has been the most violent thing that you've done in professional wrestling so far well i had a hardcore match with la rosa negra and that was like a great match like i love her um i love her puerto rican self (laughs) she's amazing so we had a great hardcore match and she uh threw me inside of a trash can she literally picked me up and tossed me inside of a trash can so i think that's pretty hardcore because i didn't know what was in the trash can you know, that that is very true. Would you say that if you were to have another hardcore match, would a trash can be your weapon of choice? Or what is Ruthie J's uh, preferred weapon of choice? I would probably say a kendo stick only because, like, you know, it gives that effect like you're really hitting somebody. Like, you know, like you can keep hitting them until it breaks. <laughs> Yeah, you know, and and it's like it's easier. It's more like uh not portable, but you can handle it better. I feel like right, than other things that are big. It. Yeah, yeah, it, it's it's much easier, kind of hand coordination wise, you know. But exactly. you know, kind of looking through your journey so far, obviously part of this is further crafting your character, your identity, your presentation in the ring. So I kind of wanted to talk about the process of developing yourself and that aspect and who Ruthie J is as a character. Obviously, you know, she's very confident. She's very radiant. But talk about the process of developing yourself as a character. So they always tell us, like in wrestling, oh, my cat joined us. I love cats. I have two <laughs> cats myself. Oh, really? Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to get off topic. No, you um. Good. So they always tell us in wrestling, the best characters are like extensions of your personality because that's who you really are. And people can be drawn in into it because people can sniff out somebody faking it or not really being authentically themselves. So with me, it was kind of hard because I'm like, you know, I don't want to just be the black girl. There's so many. There are so many that probably looks like me, have my body shape, my body type. Um... Yeah, I just wanted to be something different without saying I don't want to be this specifically. So I had to think and think and think about something that's catchy, something that's good. At first, I came up with the gold standard because I'm the standard for women's wrestling. I feel like I'm this, I'm the top of the world, whatever the case may be. But then I realized, again, it's already been done, but not by a female wrestler, by a male wrestler. Benjamin. Exactly. See, you know your stuff. <laughs> um, so it was already done. So I had to go back into the drawing board and think about it again. I'm like, I'm a star. I know I'm a star. And every time I get into the ring, it's going to be a good match. And what do you give a match or anything? Five stars when it's good, a good rating. So I thought about it. I was like, I could put that together, make it my attitude, make it how I present myself. I am five stars. And I, it caught on. I kept... I kept thinking about the idea and I'm like, I'm going with it. I'm going with it. Because at first I wanted to change it and call myself the paragon because it would make people look up what the word paragon means. Yeah. But people but people are so lazy now. So I don't think anybody would do that. I th- I think I think a good majority of people would. 
I think you can kind of understand it without even understanding it. But I mean, I personally would look it up. I'm curious now. You said a paragod. We're going to look this up now. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> you said paragod? Paragon. 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 Okay, a person or thing regarded as a perfect example of a particular quality, a person or thing viewed as a model of excellence. So, I mean, that's I, that's very kind of along the same kind of linear thing as the golden standard, you know, five stars. So, I I haven't heard, I don't think I've heard anybody else use that um, as kind of their moniker in wrestling. So, I feel like it would still even, unless I'm just not thinking, but as far as I know, I don't think people have really used it before, at least mainstream-wise. Mainstream wise, no, but somebody has used it before, mm. and it's somebody that that trained me a little bit in my past. But he used it for a very short time, okay. and I, I I literally spoke to him about it because I was considering that, and he yeah. said, "Go for it," because it's not you know like he said mainstream yet. Yeah, so I mean, just something to consider. You know, it's kind of along the so the the same kind of wavelength, but five stars, you know, just has that five star Ruthie J. You know, it's- I know it's easier off the tongue so that's why i went with it yeah i like that a lot too and with your uh presentation too i have to give you some props because your ring gear game is strong like it just looks so well put together i love it what would you say are some of your general sources of inspiration when crafting or envisioning your ring gear specifically um, I would say Sasha Banks is uh inspiration for sure because her gear is always like a thousand on point. Like, yep, not a one, a thousand. So that was some inspiration too. Like, and I also drew inspiration from um early um divas like in the early two thousands because everybody wants to have the latest looks. Yeah, nobody, but everything now is being redone, even TV shows and movies. So it's like we're living in this world of nostalgia. So I'm like, let me just buy into that. Make it like something a a diva from the early 2000s would wear mixed with the style of today. I'm curious. I know um, Trish Stratus is one of your early inspos and you got to meet her. Have you taken anything from Trish specifically, either character or ring gear wise? Yes. um, I actually got to cut a promo on her when I got to meet her. Oh, wow. Okay. um, Right. She's so nice. Um, and she explained to me like the positioning backstage, how you gotta like um the camera's here, the person speaking to you is here, and you're over here to talk. When she explained that to me, I never forgot it. And now doing it, I understand exactly what she's talking about. Yeah, and I mean Trish Stratus, legend in the game, you know, WWE Hall of Famer. That's gotta be an awesome kind of full circle moment for you i also found it fascinating um talking about kind of your other influences i love kurt angle as well yeah so he's one of my top five favorites of all time i kind of wanted to talk to you more about what what drew you to kurt angle about his work you know anything that he does oh my god are you serious that man (laughs) won a gold medal with a broken freaking neck My neck hurts for five seconds. I'm <laughs> like, this stuff is not easy. It hurts all the time. It hurts every day. And this man won a whole gold medal with a broken freaking neck. That was amazing to me, even as a kid. Just because mm-hmm. I know, like, things hurt. But um, in the ring, Kurt Angle is one of the most unbelievable people. Like, he's fast. He's smooth. Like, I would wish to be that fast and smooth one day in my career he's fast he's smooth and he's just overall amazing and that's why in the beginning of my intro 
Kurt Angle does a spin. I do my spin because of Kurt Angle. And um, yeah, it's crazy. My intro is literally my inspiration, like, come together because the whole Sasha thing. I'm not going to say I stole it, but I'm saying um, I do the five, you know, five star for five star. But Sasha yeah. also does that. And for, like, my inspiration with Kurt Angle, I do my spin. And he also does his spin when he, like, enters. Like, it's amazing. I never really thought about my entrance like that. But I do draw inspiration from Kurt Angle in my entrance as well. Yeah, just like a subconscious thing. You see, you know, these people and then you just maybe subconsciously like emulate emulate it later down the line. Exactly. I think that's awesome. You kind of weave that in, you know, and take an inspiration from other people. Kind of just in general, you know, who are some of your personal and professional um, inspirations or people who empower you just in real life? In real life, uh, one of the people that empower me is definitely my coach, um, David Heath, Gangrel. Yes. The vampire warrior banging and banging 24-7, want some, get some. I have to say all his cash rates. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but he's definitely an inspiration to me, like my biggest inspiration. This man has been in the business for about 30 years, still going, literally, about to catch a flight to Texas to go wrestle. He is an inspiration to me every day, and he's so humbled about it, teaching us trying to make sure we understand everything, not just the in-ring stuff, but the backstage stuff, the, the politics stuff, the everything, the ins and outs. Like, he just, he cares so much about this industry. It's just, you know, it's flattering. It's not flattering, I'm sorry. That's the wrong word. It's very, what is the word I'm looking for? Inspiring. Yes. There we go. Inspiring. He's fantastic. I've gotten to meet him before. He, I, he is a great energy and obviously a great record behind him. And he's still, he's still going, which is so incredible, you know, 30 plus years later. And if that's, if that's not inspiring, like you said, I don't know what is, you know, and, and maybe if it's if maybe if it's from Gangrel, but you know, you've gotten the opportunity to train under veterans and also work with a lot of veterans. And like you said, Trish Stratus has, has offered you some wisdom before, but has there been a certain piece of advice or words of wisdom that has really stuck with you throughout your career so far? And who did it come from? Again, my coach, Gangrel, because he was just amazing. The best advice he ever gave me about this whole wrestling experience is the journey is the jewel because you'll never get this time back. Maybe this is going to be the best time of your career. You never know. Enjoy it now. I like that. Mm -hmm. You know, there, there, there's so much going on, you know, like politics, drama, real life too, and everything, you know, there's so much beyond wrestling and definitely enjoying it in that moment because wrestling itself is an inherently, you know, risky business, you know? So right. I like that too, just in general too. Um, journey is a jewel. I've never heard that phrasing before. I like that a lot though, you know? And like I said, wrestling is never easy. We've talked about some of your growth so far. What would you say maybe then are some of the biggest obstacles that you have faced and kind of how did you cope with them or approach them? Um, I would say the biggest obstacle I approached was basically like traveling and understanding the business really. Um, other than that, everything is me. I feel like I'm my biggest enemy when it comes to this. Anything that doesn't happen or isn't happening is because of my own doing or I'm not going out there and making it happen. Because if you go out there and make it happen, there's nobody to blame but yourself. And everything that you do after that is all on you. So I feel like my biggest obstacle is really myself and like 
doing things the right way, making sure I have the right attitude, making sure I do things correctly backstage or in the ring, listening to what I have to be told, keeping my head down. Yes, sir. No, sir. I feel like the biggest obstacle is myself. How do you, you know, I, I kind of can relate to that too a lot, like overthinking wise and like in your own head. How do you kind of get past that though too? So it like doesn't become a, like a huge hindrance, you know, like how it does, how do, how do you not let it overwhelm you? How do you kind of keep yourself in check and not let your own mind and thoughts kind of overwhelm you? You have to humble yourself. You have to humble yourself a lot. And that's why I'm so thankful for a gang girl, because this is a man that is very humbled. He shows us like, yo, he, people out there know who he is. He is known by thousands of people. He walked into training. Hey guys, like you got to humble yourself. You got to check yourself. It's a mental thing. Like physically, it's a physical game too, but if you're safe and you know what you're doing in the ring, you don't have to really worry about that. If you protect yourself in the ring, you don't have to really worry about that. The wrestling world is really a mental game. Like, that's really where all of it is. Because if you're not right mentally here, you're going to mess up physically. And that's how you get hurt and all these things happen. So it's really a mental game. You got to check yourself. If you feel like you're getting upset over something, take a minute, come back to it. Because at the end of the day, wrestling is life, but it's not all your life. Yeah, and in finding that balance too, like you said, between physical, mental, emotional, there's a lot of there's a lot more than just, you know, what you do in the ring. There's a lot of stuff going into it, character wise, mental wise, physically training and all of that. So kind of keeping yourself in in check and staying humbled, I think, is kind of a great line of thinking to kind of, you know, get you to that next step and keep going. And talking about kind of these next steps, kind of last question for you here today. Looking towards the future, what are some of your personal and professional goals, non-wrestling and wrestling wise that you're kind of hoping to accomplish in the next year or two? In the next year or two, professionally, I see myself on top of the NWA women's division. That's the only place I see myself. And then, you know, for Ruthie J, the person, just Ruth, I see myself happier. I see myself being more, you know, open to ideas of things to do. Because right now my life is just wrestling. I'm not open to do anything else besides wrestling. So maybe in the next year or two, I see myself opening myself up to try other things. Not like as a career source, but as a hobby. Because wrestling isn't my hobby anymore. Yeah, It's my career now. Yeah. So now, you know, to find a hobby, something other than wrestling to do, that's what I see myself doing in the next year. Yeah, you are signed on to the NWA now, you know, less than what, four years since you started training, I think is a, a huge thing about three years after your debut, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm kind of curious, you talk about, um, you know, kind of getting yourself to this next step and making wrestling your full time thing, going to a new place, though, is, you know, like you said, like keeping yourself in check, keeping your head down, you know, networking and all of that. Who are who is there? Has there been somebody in NWA that's kind of guided you through these early kind of months in there or has really been a mentor to you so far? Um, I wouldn't say like there's a couple people that guided me through backstage. Um, one of them was Pat Kenny, who happens to also be the talent agent. Yes. So that was like a great person to just run into. That was a great person to run into. Um, other than that, I don't really speak to someone on a consistent basis at NWA, but running into Pat Kenny, he was a great like person to speak to because he knows everything about the business. Yeah. And also he is the talent agent. So that was 
a great person to run into. Absolutely. Yeah. And and now you're getting an opportunity to challenge for the NWA Women's Championship. It's coming up on the brink of Halloween. So you mean that I feel like that would be a great time to get some gold for you. Ruthie oh, J, yeah. before we let you go, we already know your Instagram handle. Can you please share where else the listeners can find you online? Yes. Um, you can find me on Facebook, Ruthie J on Twitter, Superior Queen. Queen with a W because I'm unique. And you can find me on Patreon at patreon.com backslash Ruthie underscore J. Support Ruthie J. She's a great follow. And Ruthie J, not that you need it, but good luck heading in to your NWA Women's Championship title match. Congratulations on all the success that you've had. And obviously, we're looking forward to seeing you do even more in the future and maybe get some more gold into your collection. Ruthie J, thank you so much for chatting with me here today.